On this week's episode of Friend Code, we cannot get enough of Breath of the Wild sequel. So we're going to talk about it again. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week, I'm joined by Michael Huber. Honored to be here. Honored to be here. Honored. And I'm honored to be here with special guest Rogers Bass. Oh, thank you. I was just going to say, I am also honored to be here, so this we is are, great. We are mutually honored. Yes. yes. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. I'm channeling it in here. And I am so excited to have you on here because we're talking about Breath of the Wild 2. We might sneak in a little Fire Emblem at the maybe end. I, just maybe just a little bit. And yes, this is, I feel like. This has kind of dominated the discussion, especially for the Nintendo realm. Oh, yeah. Since it was announced at E3 during their Nintendo Direct, the big finale there. We got one more thing for you. and I can't believe they showed Zelda. And I feel almost a little bad. It kind of feels like it kind of overwhelmed and dominated the discussion mm. with all those other announcements. Yeah. And then they dropped at the end. So many people like just... Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild, well, Breath of the Wild. That ending with the, I mean, that triple whammy of, they did Animal Crossing New Horizons, boom. Banjo-Kazooie and Smash Bros, boom. Breath of the Wild 2. It was huge, to the point where also, like, Nintendo employees, who, you know, obviously knew some of this stuff beforehand, didn't see the Breath of the Wild thing. They kept that out of the stuff they showed to other people. I heard that, And so yeah. the Nintendo employees were, like, setting up at the booth or looking at the Nintendo Direct to go, oh my god, there's a Breath of the Wild sequel? Like, what?! So, fantastic moment. I think one of the best E3s of the past decade for Nintendo, truly. Like, lots of great announcements. And, of course, like Breath of the Wild, critically acclaimed, the sequel is going to be fantastic. Absolutely. I'm stoked to talk about it. Love when things don't get leaked. Exactly. Yeah, well, Me too. That's what, Me that was, too, that's what I heard is that actually some some big members of the press, like, a, like a Jason Schreier, actually apparently said they got to see the direct in advance of the yeah. direct being shown, but they withheld that. That was not shown off to anybody. Dude, it was held him. for... The proper direct. Yeah, nobody for like, spoiling Banjo yeah. too, because for me, I mean, I almost had a heart attack when I watched that. So <laughs> it was really happy. It was so like a coin flip because so many rumors, but they just never panned out. So it was like, is it really going to happen this time mm-hmm. or not? Mm-hmm. And yeah, just that wave of like, it's really happening. This yeah. is really happening. This is so cool. And that music and that level. Oh, so oh, good. Smile Mountain, so good. But. <laughs> Last week, or no, sorry, it's not, dude, it's been two weeks since E3. Has it really I been two saying weeks? last week? It's, Man. It's been two weeks. Yeah. It's been two weeks since E3. We're still talking about it, though, which means it yeah. was a good E3, mm-hmm. so. We talked a lot about Breath of the Wild in our coverage, and our audience. Rightfully so. Just, just couldn't get enough. And yeah. we did a lot of quick and dirty, kind of like knee-jerk reactions and analysis, stuff like that. Um, I wanted to have a little bit more of a proper discussion today uh, I want to start with the focus on basically stuff you'd like to see that wasn't either present in the first game or you'd like okay. to see done differently. And we're going to start with that one. So, uh, Huber, I want to know what is something you saw in Breath of the Wild that you would like to see the developers change up in the sequel? I mean, we've harked on, harped on this for years, many, many times already. Dungeons. The dungeon game was lacking in Breath of the Wild. The only real criticism I have for that game, that is just... Such a great game. One of the one of the greatest games of all time. Like I have no problem yeah. stating that that Breath of the Wild is one of the best. Uh and really again, really the only criticism I had were the dungeons. The first one, you know, the first guardian, it's like, oh, this is this is cool. You know, I'm eager to see how these kind of change up yeah. as we move forward. And they didn't really change up. Like, really, the only memory of any of those that I took away and have now years later was the bird one. I thought oh, the bird funny. one. Yeah, the I thought the bird one was really yeah. cool. Okay, you, like, twisted. Yeah, like, yeah, kind yeah. Of move things. Okay. That one. That one really stayed with me. But all the other ones, I can't even tell you any specific wow. moments for them That's or so anything funny. distinct. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, for yeah. me, I started when I got the game, I yeah. started with the Zora dungeon, the yes. elephant. Okay, and so yeah. to me, that's the one that immediately <laughs> sticks in my mind. It's like uh, being on the back of Sidon and going around and shooting the arrows. And that then going part, in and okay, I forgot it's about amazing. that part. Dude, the, that dungeon's the, really, the really entrances, good. The entrances, yeah. Yeah, that part's yeah, cool. yeah. Were great. It's, it's the yeah. puzzles, I think, that were kind of an issue. And yeah. to, just to piggyback off of what you were saying, too, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I do hope that there are more fleshed out, classic-type Zelda dungeons mm-hmm. in this one. But the other thing that I'd kind of really want, too, is a more fleshed out story, because so much of the story we got in Breath of the wild was contained to those memories and then of course the thing at the ending and the beginning and that's pretty much it so i would love like a more narrative driven 
dungeon-based kind of Zelda game. And based on everything we've seen in the trailer, like it kind of seems to be going in that direction. Mm-hmm. It's very lore-heavy in the trailer. Uh, it seems like there's like either some underworld or they're going to space or I don't know what they're going to do. But there's something where something's going on and I think there's going to be other things to explore beyond just the world of Hyrule. Like think of how many storytelling opportunities that, that open up just by having Link and Zelda together. And Ganondorf alive and, again. I mean, yeah. that's like, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. Huge. I mean, just walking together with Link and Zelda, they can just be talking about yeah. so many things. Yep. Just endless possibilities there. Yeah. yeah, it makes you think that they may have a potential for co-op there. Makes you think, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it makes you think. <laughs> Unfortunately, they, be... uh, they were at uh, IGN in their interview with AJ Numa, a series producer, uh, essentially asked them, is that an indication that there's going to be co-op? Wouldn't confirm or deny that just yet. Not. So, you know, we're going to have to wait on that. You My remember. hope is that there's a, a DLC that's co-op. So you have the campaign. Oh, oh that would be cool. Single player campaign. So then you, you have. So you don't want co-op from the get-go. You want it to be a DLC thing after you've done the main experience solo? Yes. Okay. But oh, okay. I would still 100% be open to co-op because I'm a big Super Mario 3D World supporter. Okay. Mm. Love that it's co-op. I know your love for that. It's yes. not my favorite Mario by any means. Yeah. Like Galaxy, Odyssey, World Good. three. All right, all he's winning me back a bit. Yeah. I had a second. My, <laughs> yeah. my longtime fans that are watching this are probably like, Roger's holding it in, man. He's holding it in real well. I know he hates 3D World. Like, reel it in. But all right, good. You're not winning me back over again. Not even near my favorite Mario's. <laughs> yeah. But playing co-op offered something new and unique to that series sure. that I've played single player so many years. So if they were to do co-op, like I'd be open to it. I mean, Zelda's going to be playable. There's like I have no question <laughs> Zelda's going to be playable because even dating back to those original trailers for Breath of the Wild, there was the debate of like, is that Zelda or is that Link? Yes. And there were all those different different discussions about it. Onuma was like, well, I'm not going to tell you yet. And then eventually, got to the point, people kept asking him, and he was like, it's Link. I mean, it's like Link. That's Link. How you play as Link in the Zelda games. And so I think he heard that. And obviously, there's like the symbolic stuff behind Zelda cutting her hair in the trailer. It's like, okay, well now she's got the shorter haircut. She's like ready to. Go! Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have a sword or a staff or something. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I want to yeah, believe. Be I want to yeah. believe they heard that. I mean, they obviously literally had to hear. Yeah. It, but like when they were asked at E3, uh, yeah. Jason Schreier of Kotaku asked them about will Zelda be playable. The Anuma's response felt like did he just ignore that he was asked before about yeah. it in Breath of the Wild and yeah. acknowledged, oh, okay, it is Link. Yeah. But we, we, he kind of had the weird, little awkward answer at the time about why like Zelda couldn't be playable. It's right. like, what would Link be doing? And it's, it's like, like, come it's, on, she's got one of the pieces of the Triforce. Yeah. It's like, who cares? It's like, it's like, okay, like, you know, come on, like, You'll get it next time, hopefully. Yeah. And this is this next time. Yeah. But he kind of said, I'm a little surprised. I keep seeing people want to see this. And he asked why. He asked Jason Troy, why do people want to see this? It's like, I was like, it was like the time when I was interviewing the uh, Square Enix staff, uh, Katase, uh, Katase from Final Fantasy XIII, okay. about one about dual audio, dual audio support. Oh, yeah. you know, coming from an anime oh, background, yeah. it's like yeah. he's like in Japanese games. He was like, "Why would people want?" I was like, yeah. "What? Yeah. How can you?" Oh, it's just like so. It's kind of frustrating to hear that sometimes. But yeah, like you got to imagine, like. Yeah. After this E3, at least, seeing the reaction again, yeah. it has to be fresh in their minds. Okay, it, we're still got enough time. Maybe we should work in some kind of playable Zelda element. Even yeah. if it's not for the whole game, there better be at least oh, a yeah. segment. For sure. Even if it's like an Ellie her. kind of thing. You know, where, like, you switch. That. Hey, look at that. Great, great. Let's take a like. Awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but going back to the co-op, uh, uh, with Huber's idea about maybe keeping it separate after you do, like, how do you feel about that? Do you kind of want co-op from the get-go? I mean, I would like, why would you ever want to put something behind a paywall? Like, of course I'd like to have it from the get-go. Like, I, I also wouldn't be upset if it wasn't there because I've spent so much time in the world of Breath of the Wild that I kind of feel like, that's cool. I could have a single-player experience, either have, like, playable Zelda and Link together at once. You switch off between the two. I don't know. Like, I really don't particularly care one way or the other. I would okay. love it, but it's not something that's going to make or break it if I don't have co-op. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, th- that's where I sit. Um, I-, I-, I would be very cool if they have it. Yeah. I would definitely try it out. Uh, probably do a whole playthrough with it, but I want my first playthrough probably to be solo, especially yeah. if it's optional. I will definitely do that. Unless the experience was from the ground up crafted to be co-op, yeah. then uh, you know I would be a little hesitant to jump in first that way, reserve that for my second playthrough. Mm-hmm. You know, jolly co-op with someone jolly like co-op, that for dude. sure. But yeah, like going Brad two OP. <laughs> That'd be so fun. <laughs> He's so epic. so fun. And actually, while while we're talking about the co-op thing and, and the playable characters, one of the yeah. things I kind of want to bring up too is that one thing that maybe I could see them doing with Zelda is that if she's not fully playable and she's not the other character. 
What I could kind of assume, because I feel like she's going to be playable in some sense, is that Link maybe is the one exploring the dungeons and doing the actual like narrative, like the main game. Mm. But we already have the world of Breath of the Wild. This is clearly yeah. the same Hyrule. We saw it in the very first trailer for this Breath of the Wild sequel. Maybe that's the twist, right? Is that they're going to have that original world, but now you explore it with Zelda. And that changes up the dynamic of everything, because she's yeah. going to have a different moveset. There's going to be, I'm sure the Korok seeds will be in different kind of places. And so that's how they have her basically go on her adventure while Link is doing the dungeon stuff. Roger. This sounds great because this was teased in the ending credits of Skyward Sword. Sorry, this is a spoiler for the end of Skyward Sword, so turn away for about 30 yep. seconds. Yep. But in the ending credits, you get to see what Zelda was doing as Link was trying to find her. Yep. You find out she went through all the temples before you yep. with Impa. And if you could do something like that in exactly. Breath of the Wild, would be amazing. Be, that would be so yeah. good. You get the full story only by playing both yeah. characters. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. I, I, do, I do like stuff like that. Going, real quick, going back to your point about like dungeons, that's one mm-hmm. of the things I've been most one of my most vocal criticisms of the original game. Sure, is that while I love shrines, uh, I, and and they did a decent job with the the divine beast and those like gameplay hooks, I still miss the atmosphere and sure. like the, the like the kind of the experience you get through going through a traditional dungeon. Like and, I always think of uh, yeah. coming to the what the hell was it? It was like. In the north, and it's like the ruined bridge, and the there's like a barracks. It's kind of me. Well, I'm thinking of like of multiple wild? different Zelda areas. Yeah, Breath, like, of wild, Breath of the Wild. Okay. Oh, and Breath of the Wild. In Breath of the Wild, and it's yeah. like uh, a like Terrytown. Yeah, no, no, no. You're talking like, about the north. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was like a battle there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Past yeah. Okay, Castle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That place left more of an impact on me, more of an impression than any of the dungeons, you know? So imagine mm. if that itself was a dungeon or something. Yeah. You had to, yeah. like, People, navigate yeah. through yeah. Yeah. Going like through the tra- like Going through the big, like, ravine in Hyrule and reach sure. the end and coming across, like, those ruins sure. there. Sure. Like, sure. People thought it was, like, is this, like, a forest temple, like, ruin yeah. thing? The, I, I saw a lot of people saying that like, so this epic. felt like such a more impactful moment than any of the Divine Beasts. Yeah. So I'm on board with you, especially yeah. with this game, theoretically, t- I mean, they confirmed it's the same Hyrule, but who knows what's going on right. with it. It could be a different Link in Zelda, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Like, but if it's the, mostly the same train, even if it's transformed somehow, they can't just do the same shrines no. again. They have to do something. And that whole thing about maybe the underground's rising or we're going underground. And yeah. It's like, there you go. Maybe there's something deeper down. Maybe there are proper dungeons down yeah. there. Gear and that's him. what's waiting for us. Maybe yeah. Girahim's waiting See, down that's, there. That's what I'm thinking, Let's actually. Go. I think Girahim, because there were like, you Let's could hear go. the sound effects in the trailer with like, with Fee. And like oh. the, you know the little like the weird twinkle sound effects. I'm telling you, man. Dude. Like I think that's what we're gonna get. Dude. I think it's gonna be something where Ganondorf. Mostly, we're like holy crap. Well, no, I, I mean it though. Because think about yes. like Link and Zelda, right? In this trailer that we've already seen, Ganondorf is being reawakened. He comes back to life. Yeah. The way we've been like built to think about Zelda is that Ganondorf is always a bad guy. Yeah. That's it's been built up that way. Like Ganondorf is always bad. Mm-hmm. But based on like some of the things that were in sort of the background of Breath of the Wild, and you saw like that ancient warrior, but he looks a lot like Ganondorf. Yes. And you see this dehydrated Ganondorf, like why the heck are Zelda and Link in the ruins? What if there is another threat, like Girahim or something, that demise. releases demise. Yeah. Right. And so they're like, we need all the pieces of the Triforce. They get Ganondorf, bring him oh, back to life. Alliance. And they're like, we need you. And they're an alliance. I'm, t- bro, I'm like, I'm salivating. I have goosebumps. Give it to me, Nintendo. Give me that rehydrated I... Ganondorf we're seeing fan art of online. Give me that. Give him teaming <laughs> up this. with Zelda while they're yeah. fighting with Link. Oh, my God, dude. I need this game This is why I don't now. ever read fan theories. Yes. Because this is a 10 out of 10. Oh, like, my God. This, this is, is the problem with so this. Good. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. I just have zero faith <laughs> in Nintendo, especially, like, listen, Fujibayashi yeah. is a fantastic director yeah. for the Zelda series. I have never, uh, you're going to hate me for this, but I've never been a fan of his writing efforts, mm. and he was involved in the story. Mm. Some of his past works include Code Veronica, okay, which I don't really like that okay. narrative. Fair I, enough. Yeah. I All think right. that was very fair. well put. It's fair. Fair. But, and Breath of the Wild, as we pointed out, like it's mostly told in the past. Yes. It's not in the present. A lot of potential left on the table with so many great characters. Maybe he will learn this time, and maybe like he's learned from his things, and he'll like craft a really good story. But I yeah. don't think he has the prowess to pull off what that idea. I read that idea; I was like, yeah. so good. But that's <sighs> there's no way that's happening. Also, the other thing I want to get this out of way in my for my opinion. Sure, sure, sure. I sincerely hope that this sequel and it's it's kind of building upon Breath of the Wild's lore 
does not acknowledge any of the previous games in the series. Oh, I hope so too. I want yeah, that I cord to be cut, and I, I want agree. new mythos. I agree. Even if it's retelling of stuff we already know, but like just in a different way. Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, so you, like you said, like oh, it's like people thought it was like maybe me mended his hand. So it's like they're gonna reveal that it was the Twilight. Mid- oh, like no, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Please, this is a perfect opportunity. Starting point. And this kind of goes to my yeah. my yeah. next question for both of you. I'll answer yeah. mine first. What would you like to see? In Breath of the Wild, that like just done differently, not just like mm. didn't do like you didn't see it all in Breath of the Wild that you like to do. I want them to have a chance to craft a new origin story for Ganondorf. Me too. And, yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes. Like craft a new mythos. You 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 kind of told a very bare bones tale about the classic Triforce, Ganon, all this stuff in like very abstract, very ambiguous yeah. language. It wasn't very concrete. It wasn't all these nice Easter eggs and the map names and stuff. Is like, hey, we're celebrating and appreciating the history of this series, but. It's not connected to any of this. Mm. It, it is its own thing. And here's your chance to do this. I just want that. I'm at a point where please stop trying to connect all this convoluted mm. stuff. Mm. You, you put out yeah. books. It's like you, X-Men right like, now. You've right. got all yeah, the yeah. best you can. Different timelines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I want to see that. But Fresh like, start. Yeah. But yes, that idea. I love that idea yeah. so much. But, I, but I, I agree with what you're talking about, too. That I, I do want it to pretty much be like a fresh start because yeah. that's what Breath of the Wild was, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I do think it's kind of important to bring back some of those classic characters. But just saying, oh, Girahim's going to come back or Demise or something like that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the same character yes. in this world that they were in the previous one. Yes. So that that's what I'm talking about. Like yes. It could be. There's all these other weird theories about it. And so I don't really want it to be connected to, like, yeah, Skyward Sword or, like, one of those original series games. But I would like to see those characters come to life in this world for sure. The Ganondorf origin story, like I said, for me, is something I love because I think Ganondorf in Wind Waker is what makes that game yes, so good. Thank you. That version of Ganondorf so, is the best yeah. Ganondorf and is what yes. makes Wind Waker, I'm going to say it right here, I've said it on multiple other things, one of the top three best Zelda games of all time, above Ocarina of Time, above Link to the Past. I'll agree with you on the story part That's of it. fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's fine. But like, no, that the game's story is fantastic. And yes, yep. that was the best depiction of Ganondorf. Yep. Paints him as such a sympathetic sympathetic villain if you didn't watch it's easy like anime we were talking about that with Garo and stuff Absolutely, about like yeah. sympathetic arcs there yeah like Gandalf they nailed it because before that it was just I'm bad because I'm bad like yep. I just want to try force of power I don't I like I'm just no he like was a leader of a people all that stuff good yeah, stuff go great. play it I don't want to spoil it like go play the <laughs> one way princess <laughs> yeah but yeah. yes I well, totally I'll agree say, with you Roger hit or miss on Twilight Princess but. take Take existing characters and recreate them for a new generation, right. essentially. Like, right. that's that is a good idea. Yeah, I can yeah. get behind that. Absolutely. What about you, Huber? What's something that wasn't done in Breath of the Wild that you would like to see them try and do? Even if it's gameplay wise, we've been talking about stories so much. Even if it's a gameplay thing, like, I know you love, like, Terrytown yeah. and, like, the building. Dude, I would love to yeah. see, like, the reverse of Terrytown or Wh- something. Or destroy Terrytown? Or, like, <laughs> or it's, like, 10 years later or something, Ooh, and you see yeah. just, like, Another legendary twist on Terrytown, because because like y- you know that's one, one of the best favorite, side quests. It's amazing. One of the best side quests in video. I games. need to ask you, did you cry at the ending? I sh- I did. I literally I, shed a tear when the music kicks in and it's yep. the wedding. Oh my eyes god, were, eyes were I was, watered. Oh. Beautiful. So and good. you mentioned, you know, all these other areas too that maybe we'll revisit in this world of Hyrule in this yeah. sort of different time frame. The one thing is the Castle Town, right? Everybody thought at the yes. end when you beat Calamity Ganon in Breath of the Wild, well, maybe Castle Town gets rebuilt or that's DLC or something, and nothing ever came of it. Yes. Like we need to get Castle Town. Need. Yeah. That's yes. like I would rather have yes. that above co-op, above even like certain other like playable characters. Ever, I want to see Castletown, like the real Castletown of this world. Give it. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Give Especially it up. like what they showed off the glimmer of like the different towns they put in there. Right. Actually having a, a massive, like almost like hub maybe environment yeah. would be uh, amazing. Be so good. Like, like an elevator to the underground or a little rocket ship that takes you to space or something. Who knows? It'd be so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, sorry. Yeah, who you reversed Terry down, Hubert, about destroying and stuff. But like, <laughs> or it didn't make, or but like, like it's but, Zelda, man. So you have to destroy it for a really good reason, but you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like painfully. Or well, something. Bo- Blin Fortress or something, right? Yeah. You make it where you have to just destroy. Yeah. You made me think, like reimagining stuff for to think. Maybe yeah. you do like a like. There's a well. They dig a well down there, and they do like the bottom of the well arc from Ocarina of Time. But they now go. they do it in Terry Town. Yes. There you go. And there's some yes. like creatures. That, yeah, dude, bongo, bongo, so bring him back. So much honor Terry Town. Honor it. Love it. 
I got some patron questions here. Uh, cool. That's going to cover some of the the, the speculation because there's a lot of stuff to talk about here. Sure. Also, uh, so Yo, do you think the light cycle is going to carry into? Uh, they better. Oh, I love the cycle. Master cycle. Master cycle. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. They have to. confirmed yeah, yeah. canon. Absolutely. Yeah, you think you'll, you'll be able to yes. start? Oh, like, yeah. it'll, it'll get an upgraded so. engine, so. a new engine. Maybe. Yeah, like, where you're just like flying on it. That'd be amazing. Yeah, you attach. Yeah, you attach the the parachute, the glider, and it's like you're off. Dude, I want it. Take off. I want it. This question uh, addresses one of the one of the chief complaints I've seen from uh, a, a large group of people about the original game and whether or not they will change this gameplay element in the sequel. So this okay. first patron question comes from Steven Santiago. Uh, hey, allies and Rogers base. When Breath of the Wild first came out, I hated the weapon system. Uh, yeah. I found it frustrating when a cool or rare weapon you got would break. Luckily, at some point, I warmed up to it. I'm not sure how most people felt about the weapon system, but my question to you is what would you guys want out of Breath of the Wild 2's weapon system? If you want it to remain the same, how would you improve it? Do you think it needs to be improved? Personally, if it stays the same, I'd like them to add a crafting system for the weapons. Love and respect. Yeah, crafting, I think. That would be cool. Because I really like how it forces you to use so many weapons without it feeling forced. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, you absolutely, know? yeah. Um, you know, so many video games, especially now where we're just so trained to min-max and be as efficient as possible with our resources and everything. You know, we find a good weapon, yeah. we just stick with it. You see games nowadays like Doom and Wolfenstein kind of switch it up with them trying to encourage like changing weapons because like, dude, everyone just uses the shotgun. You know, so yeah. I think being able to maybe craft a few specific weapons, but have the resources be rare and meaningful when yeah. you do it, uh, that would be cool. Because, yeah, I, I really appreciate just having to use so much. And then when you get the Master Sword, it's like, all right, I got the yeah. Master Sword. And we have, we have crafting <laughs> and stuff now in Animal Crossing, even, like where they showed off in New Horizons, where you're picking stuff up and creating your furniture from yeah. it. I would be surprised if like there wasn't some type of crafting mechanic yeah. in this. I, I like the durability system. Yeah. That's something I loved, actually, about Breath of the Wild. But one way I do think we can improve it is, you know how in Majora's Mask, there was like the blacksmith guy you would go yes. to, and they had the different swords? Yep. I would love it if you could just go, and maybe there's only like three of these in the game that you get, like an item that you take to him and he can gild a weapon for you so it never breaks yeah. so like if you really exactly like like the Gerudo idea. sword or yeah. you really like like no. some other weapon that you find he can gild it for you and then it just stays with you throughout the remainder of the game and it'll never break and th that way you could still like have your favorite weapon but you're still encouraged to use other weapons when the situation says you need to use something else because you might find ones that are stronger exactly exactly. exactly if you gilded an axe and all of a sudden you're, you're against some enemy that like needs to be fought with a spear yep. you need to use the spear Perfect. you know I absolutely yeah, I would love them to go that direction. Yeah. Like, I want them to like take like like a blacksmith system. Like, you'd be yeah. really good at that. That and to play off your point, like it should be like rare materials. Exactly. That, like your side quests, like side like quests, exactly. exploration. It's Which, what yeah. incentivizes you exactly. to go out rather than shrines. This time, it's like you want, you're, you're tired of having this weapon that keeps breaking on you. I can promise you, if you bring me these materials, yeah. I will re I will forge this for you. I'll reinforce yeah. it. And either maybe it's in steps where step one is like it's like double durability, and step three is like permanent durability, yeah. or even it goes further than that and like adds like plus one. We're starting the stats like plus ones or elemental effects yeah. like like stuff like that would be, be amazing yeah i would love absolutely yeah. would love that system yeah, yeah that's a great yeah, yeah absolutely great um yeah durability for me uh it wasn't so much it wasn't so problematic that it, it, it ruined anything for me in the game it, i kind of early on figured out it's like okay stuff's gonna break just bring enough as long as you went in with enough items mm -hmm. weapons usually were fine yeah. and especially if you did like some scouting of a thing like okay this at this Fire thing will probably be really good against these ice enemies here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use that and save some like you know uses of my other weapons. Or I only got it taught me early on you'll get punished if you just run into a situation without any. Oh, I got one spear and one basic sword and a whole horde of enemies. Well, good right. luck with that, right. and it's like have a fun time with that. Also to use like the dodge system to do yep. quick strike flurries and you know using your bow and arrow like so crucial and using like the slowdown for that like and getting headshots like. Yeah. I like that. Like, I, I hope that part of it does not go away. Like, yeah. I think they need to retain that. I agree. One thing also, while you were talking about that, that I thought of, that goes back to an earlier question where you were mentioning things that we would like added to the sure. game. I just, I literally just thought of this as you were talking about this, because I'm thinking, all right, what weapons do you need to craft and how could you use them? Mounts. Real quick, I want to mm. say one thing about mounts. I would love flying mounts. 
That's one thing that like I thought was really missing from this game, and especially like in the world again, not to bring in too much stuff from the old Zelda games, but like we had the Loft Wings that were in Skyward Sword and then never touched on again. Dude, have the loft writable loft wings where then you could throw these new weapons that you're crafting. All I mean, it'd be incredible. You could like dive bomb. You see a group of enemies. You all of a sudden like shoot down at this group of enemies from the sky. It'd be incredible. Oh gosh! So writable mounts. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. nervous. I get nervous about oh. flying because yeah. it, it like the boots on the ground is so important. You know, I think of World of Warcraft like. Having uh, to explore, I get the, that for sure. Having to really yes. explore what, the environment. Wouldn't your bird then have like a stamina meter or something though? Like you can only take him so far. Like you can't go all the way yeah. across the map. Then or they something. just like sleep or rest. Exactly. For a while exactly. Or exactly. Yeah. There I could think, be ways. There could be ways. I also yeah. think maybe so they can withhold it to a certain point in the exactly, game. Exactly. Like, exactly. That too. We ex- like I did expect at the end of Breath of the Wild, I was like, oh maybe they'll make a way I can glide around the whole area right. or something, and it, like it's nice reward for finally getting what's through his, it. And what's the bird's name? Rollo or Rivali? Rivali. Oh, Rivali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're on his back. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to call my cousin Falco. Here's yeah. the hard wing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forget the modern day champion's name. I but yeah, it. like they, they team up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah I like it. But yeah, that, no, that, that's that's good stuff. I yeah. think amount, like doing some more interesting things with the mounts, giving yeah. you better ways to fast travel without literally teleporting mm-hmm. would be nice. Um, because yes, teleporting all the different towers was nice. But at the same time, I felt at a certain point, I was like, uh, I, I still want to. I, I like the traversal in this game. Mm-hmm. I want to get out there, and there's only so much I can do. Like riding a horse right. and flying around gives you a nice, different perspective on things. Plus, those cool combat ideas that they yeah. can evolve the gameplay that yeah. way yeah. would definitely be nice. We'll have to see some like airship battle, dude. Oh my god, oh. airships, oh. Yeah. water. I, that's one thing I I forgot to mention. Okay, I thought of. Uh, when I was thinking before they announced this, what would be cool things they could do for Breath of the Wild 2? One of them, because they kept talking, in the, if you remember when they first introduced Breath of the Wild back in like 2014 during E3, when we just saw that like field and oh, then yeah, the yeah. Guardian chase, yeah, yeah. we now know is Link. Uh, they talked about the concept of this game, like where they came from. They said, oh, original Legend of Zelda, like the freedom there, but also the Wind Waker. They said we couldn't, with the technology restrictions of the GameCube, we couldn't fully realize a freeloading great ocean, essentially, oh. a great sea. So I was like, I was like, man, they should get another crack at that. What if there's really good ocean water exploration gameplay on top of it. I know they said it's the same Hyrule, <laughs> I mean, like, but like, they oh, never man, said you can't water. sail away oh, from it. And go, God, like, there's dude. definitely water around the Hyrule. Oh, so just add please. a train while you're at yeah, it, dude. Throw a train. <laughs> okay, to be fair, I like spirit tracks. You want to put a yeah. train at the end of the game, too? Maybe that's, maybe that's what Zelda's doing in old Hyrule. Links at the dungeons and Zelda's actually setting up the Hyrule locomotive. Yes, <laughs> he takes you through. I you just have to, you have to use your ship to like search for train parts. <laughs> well, like, I love like, it. Yeah, like and do meaningful. Tr- <laughs> I, I wish my dream was that they could do for water and underwater gameplay what climbing did for like open world, oh, like man. for like physical land to like water, like make yeah. underwater compelling. It's like yeah. whoa, they actually made. Good underwater game. How is this possible? Like totally. we're actually exploring under the ocean stuff. Maybe yeah. like that would be amazing, but not, not so sure if we're going to really get that at this point. But that would like that oh, would be one of the great. dreams. Yeah, yeah. because like it w- before we move on, you know, like yeah. it can't just be the same map again. No, and yeah. if it was the same map and it did like I keep bringing up World of Warcraft, but if it was like a cataclysm, oh, cataclysm situation yeah. where like oh well this part's like charred and destroyed, so there's like this part is new. I imagine there's got to be more outside of. Well, I mean, we already it, talked or, about it a little yeah. bit, right? Because we said Castle Town. Yeah. You had mentioned the yeah. fortress area, like yeah. that. Used the hints everyone thought was going to be a dungeon stuff. Like, underworld yeah. stuff. Underworld, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think we are going to get think, that for sure. Like, is there water surrounding? Yeah, if you go to the edge of the map, there is. You, you can see you, there's like a big ravine and then water and abyss okay. at some points, and then there's yeah. land beyond that. Listen, I, I honestly think that all they said is that like the Hyrule Sea is the same Hyrule. I don't think they definitively said you are going to literally be playing in the same Hyrule the whole time. Right. They're not going on record no, and said, said that. that. And that's not no. something I think they would show yet. I bet there there has to be more to them just playing and even the same Hyrule transform. Yeah. Will there be time travel? I really hope not. That's I hope the not one too. thing I don't want, I don't want yeah, them yeah. to touch is yeah. time travel. I'm, I'm right saw there with you. Saw some crazy theories about those. Like, please, no, we don't need that. Not yet. Yeah, yeah the very east. We just saw in game, dude. No. <laughs> so about that, about like uh, uh, the the environment and the land of Hyrule. Sure. Next question from Kerbu. Greetings, allies, and happy to see Roger's base. Is the panel concerned any with the notion of the sequel revisiting the world of Breath of the Wild? I imagine all involved have already been tempted by the horizon and explored the major landmarks 
that make up this Hyrule's topography. The lure of the tower hunt can't work a second time in this world, can it? What are your expectations and hopes for how basic exploration will work in the sequel if we're in the same world? No, just like, remix where the towers are, all right? Char up a certain couple areas, put some dungeons in there, have an underworld, whatever. Give me this. You can give me the same Hyrule. It's fine. I've already spent 400-something hours in the original. I'm serious. Look at my Switch. Like I've spent like 400-something hours in the world of the original Breath of the Wild, and I still yes. haven't discovered everything. So I think if they remix that entirely, like if they do a Majora's Mask-type situation with this, right? Where personally, I think Majora's Mask is a better game than Ocarina of Time in a lot of ways. I don't know who agrees with that. Are you with me? All right. Good. Good. That's <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> but on that topic, I feel if they did something like that with Breath of the Wild... That'd be fine to revisit some of these areas, and it'd be fine to see some of these characters again. We're not going to get the exact same Hyrule. Like, we're, we're not. There's no way Nintendo would yeah. do that. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. They, there's plenty. Uh, the fact that they're turning what were originally this was originally supposed to be a, a collection of DLC ideas that they said just got out of hand. And Uma said, like, we just got too many. Yeah. Like, why don't we start? They, he did say we'd start from scratch. But I have to imagine that that they're imagining ways to like reinvigorate Hyrule, whether it is like taking a Majora's Mask spin on it once some like a cataclysmic type event happens. Maybe they do like just straight rearranging the like Hyrule's lift castles lifting up. What if they rearrange the the landmass exactly? But also and change like things. So like where you think this is supposed to be, it's not there anymore. It's almost like a randomizer type effect. And I got to bring up Yakuza. I have gone. What about you? <laughs> I have gone to Kamurocho in like now eight, eight, nine times. I've gone yeah. to this yeah. exact same city yeah. eight or nine times now in different games, and it's still a joy yeah. to travel around. It's still a joy to walk the streets. So round two, like this will be the, the second time, brother. Wild, yeah, it'll still be awesome. And yeah. I have to also imagine a lot of the time spent in Hyrule for most people was just like running around, like just trying to figure out where things were. Right. Now that like the, maybe Nintendo's thinking, oh, now that you've like most players who played to start like 400 hours, right. like, you've got a pretty good sense of the land. What if we give you new meaningful objectives to do in those? What mm. if like you got to do a series of tasks over in Rito Village to unlock a proper dungeon? Like think about like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, the yeah. events you have to do to lead into that sequence now that it is placed within the different parts of Hyrule I, yeah. I like there are parts like there's that seaside town whose name is escaping me it's right now one of my favorite areas and I also can't think of it right now it's like yeah. I barely did anything there I yeah. like tried to I was like is there a big meaningful quest here or anything it's like there are side quests but you can buy crabs I was like there's no <laughs> dungeon here there's like there's a shrine but like man this screams like big story tie-in and it, didn't, didn't have that. I'm like, oh, this could now, there could be like a whole sub story totally. taking place there. Especially because that area is so like lush and interesting when you're exploring it in Breath of the Wild. It's like this awesome jungle type area. Dude, I can oh, yeah. imagine like, what a jungle yeah. temple yeah. would be like. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Dinos. Some dinos. Yeah, because oh. that's the, uh, what the heck? Throw some more names? races in there too. Like, see like the Deku uh, the... scrubs from like Majora's Mask yeah. and stuff. Like, bring back some of that kind of stuff, man. Let me like the Zonai civilization. That was the name I was trying to remember. Yeah. That's it's... like all, all the statues, the snake stuff. It's oh, like one of yeah, the big yeah. mysteries in yeah, there. Yeah. We'll get yeah. to it a little later. It's yeah, yeah. a question about something like that. But yeah, stuff Expand like that. Expand the stables. I agree. Let me like oh, yeah. care. Oh yes, for my horse. Let me Absolutely. care for it. Put in Pokemon and me for your Epona. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love naming my horses and getting all the unique ones. Oh yeah. But like, that's, yeah, they could definitely take that even further. Absolutely yes. can. Um, like on the go, dude. Little Tamagotchi style, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I dig it. Now, do you <laughs> think Nintendo is going to sell you a Pokeball Plus 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 to <laughs> put your horse in? Because we already have Pokeball Plus and now Pokemon Plus Plus. So triple plus, triple plus. You're going to get your little Ocarina, so you can play your little song to get your horse, and yeah. it's going to be stored, and it'll make the noise when you play it. No. I'd do it. I would. I'd buy that <laughs> immediately. Day one. Sadly, I would too. Yeah. Yes. This next question uh, is about a specific character, but I'm also going to interject and add another part to this. This comes from Rammer. Okay. Greetings, panelist. Will Ganondorf talk? If so, this will be the first in the series. Even though I'm a little worried, I think we are ready to hear him speak. My biggest complaint from the original was Ganon's lack of personality. He had no substance. It was just a giant roaring beast in Breath of the Wild. Mm. There needs to be a more compelling villain, in my opinion. What are your thoughts? So I definitely want you to answer that. But on top of this, we haven't gotten to yet. I want to get to should Link talk in this game as well. Okay. So that was a big point of catch. So first, Ganondorf. Let's start with Ganondorf. If it's in Japanese, yes. Oh, so you don't like the English VO at all? Or you don't want to hear English VO? Yeah, I don't. I don't. 
okay. care for it as much. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! I actually, yeah. and I'm I'm somebody who's pretty much a stickler of like I like to play with the Japanese voice yeah. with the English subtitles, but I actually like the English voices in Breath of the Wild for the most part. I yeah. I, I like them, yeah. but I just like the like a foreign language. Any foreign language just gives it more like fantasy mm. and like more of a I more of a disconnect in a good way. Like people more... say that about a uh, Twilight Princess Minna, the the oh, language yeah. they made up for Minna. Like, Twilight, yeah. Everyone's like, why can't you just use like some kind of language that that's not discernible? There you go. I've seen yeah. that. That'd be cool. Up. Yeah. I would love sure. to hear Gandalf talk, though. Yes. yes. Yeah. He's got to have this cool, like, brooding, deep voice. I mean, he, I, I want it. Yeah. And we've also kind of, we've heard voice clips of him in, like, things like Smash Brothers and yeah. in Hyrule Warriors and things like that. So we know approximately what his voice yeah. would sound like. Just find a voice actor that can act in that same tone. Yeah. yeah. And no, I don't think Link's going to talk. That's, I mean, it's never going to happen. I don't think Link is ever going to talk, ever. So, yeah, I've, I, I've always been a big, in the, Series before Breath of the Wild, I've always been a proponent that Link, Link's just a protagonist. Yeah. There was no need for it. Yeah. However, there were certain moments in Breath of the Wild. They even tried to poke fun of it in one of the scenes with Urbosa and Zelda in right. one of the flashbacks. Like, oh, it's silent type. Uh-huh. Exactly. Like that yeah, type. Yeah, yeah. But like, it did get a little awkward at points with people talking in a scene. Yeah. Like Link was talking with them and you don't hear it. It's like... Okay, that's that was a little too much for me. It mm, got to a point yeah. where like, I don't like this anymore. Mm. I, I kind of wish... I feel like you need to go all in. I know it's sacrilege, but this is a new start. I feel like maybe rip the band aid off of this one. That could be like the big hook, like the next trailer, like oh, so the player, all this stuff. And at the end, like Link says something. It's like yeah. oh, he's, like imagine the reaction. Now, okay, to so that. the way they can get around that, then, as you say it like sure. that, is he gets possessed by Ganondorf or something, right? And so the oh. voice that comes out of him is actually Ganon. And so everything you're hearing in the game, like when that thing happens, we see in the trailer where like he puts his hand up and then Ganondorf twists his head. If it's something where like they think they were trying to awaken Ganondorf, but in actuality Ganon like was possessing him, Dude, and then but yeah. you don't know until like midway through the game, yes. and you're playing, and then all of a sudden Link turns on you, and then you Plot play twist. Zelda for the second half, like yo, would be amazing. We ran the script here. Yeah, there you uh, go. Another workaround. Because I agree with you, a workaround would be a good option yeah. for people that like. They're just Nintendo's just too scared to the, the, like draw the ire of fans. Uh, if this is any a backlash. tough call. Yeah, they could get a companion, like fairy companion, there like you go. someone who could speak. Like it, it's a voice that like people are more receptive to. And it's like, what is he saying? Oh, so Link said they say like, no, Link says blah 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 blah, and so it's like, oh, okay, blah blah. See, blah. I feel like that would maybe get a little more repetitive. I'm just yeah. thinking back to like yeah. when I grew up with Ocarina of Time. Every time you would share, hey, listen, hey, if we had that following you the entire game in cutscenes, like I can't imagine Zelda's giving this big emotional speech to Link I would much rather him just like silently you know show mm. approval of whatever he's saying as opposed to you know mm. Navi saying oh Link says he's sad now Zelda it's yeah. like please that could get annoying that, you know <laughs> Or a gameplay thing where it's like they're speaking for him. They're not saying literally saying Link is saying. It's like I, I hear I hear his thoughts. So right. like I'm talking for him. Or maybe I don't know how annoying this would get. You might have a better understanding of this. Is if the, the Zelda or other characters worked more of Link's responses into their dialogue. Mm. Like oh, so you think blah 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 blah. Well, I know it's a cheap trick, but like <laughs> no, what I just yeah. had an idea. <laughs> <laughs> with the Sheikah slates, what uh, if the, you know the speaking says, you know speaking yeah. say like the old toy. If the Sheikah slate, yeah, he holds it. Up, he, t- he types stuff in in the cutscene and then shows it. Oh man! Oh no! The Sheikah sp- <laughs> speaking say, man. Yeah. Oh man! And it should totally be just like. Bill Trinan or something talking in a voice. There would be no other way to accept that. Uh, but I think Reggie, dude. Yeah, the voice guy. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. his job yeah. after. Yeah, he he's now retired now. He's now the voice of Link. Absolutely. Yeah. Can make it happen. I do want Ganondorf to talk as well. Yeah, I do too. And I can't wait to hear it. I think it's going to, like, they nail it. It's going to make that character so much better. Yeah. Like, I've been waiting for this for a long time, too. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for that question. Um, what we got next? Oh, here we go. This question's from Anthony. Okay. And this is a slightly pers- a perspective for someone who is a little underwhelmed with the original Breath of the Wild. Okay. And going into First the sequel. Off, what's wrong with you? In Aww. the words of Reggie fils <laughs> Oh, Reggie fils There you go. You <laughs> Pull it back there. Hi, allies. I have to admit, I'm in, the, I'm in the minority, but I personally felt disappointed in the overall experience of the first Breath of the Wild. For example, although the overworld was really enjoyable to explore, see the sights, and do whatever you want with your own creativity, the shrines felt the opposite. After seeing about 20 of them, they began to lose their uniqueness and novelty with the exception of having a single challenge to deal with. Some shrines being repeated multiple times also felt a bit repetitive. I'm thinking about the challenge ones for sure. Um, Rather than having all these shrines, do you think it would be beneficial to 
to have more unique dungeons in the sequel while keeping the freedom of exploration to the original? We kind of answered that already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If so, should the focus on the dungeon? If so, should they focus on the dungeons or have a certain ratio of shrine type areas to dungeons, please? So the balance of like, should they bring yeah. back shrines as well as new dungeons, and how do we balance that? That's the I question. I want yeah. the dungeons to be so ramped up. I want Same. a challenge. I want. I want dungeons to end all dungeons. Yeah. You know, I want yeah. like I want like six or seven dungeons in this game that just take hours to get through on your first go through. Yeah. They are just really challenging, really intense, and I think a nice way to maybe ease the frustration because, dude, I'll get I get stuck on puzzles all the freaking time, but it's it's a pleasure in Zelda. You know, mm-hmm. I don't mind. Yeah, being of course, stuck, no. But I think having those kind of shrine like moments within a dungeon so there's these moments where it's like all right i'm gonna solve this but like oh some kind of like not necessarily like freebies but kind of just easier puzzles to solve within the larger dungeon you know what i'm saying yeah mm. yeah because like when you finish a sh- like some of the shrines are yeah. so easy it just feels good to like all right knock yeah, a few fly them out. out yeah 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 but then there's ones that are like really hard so as long as you have that balance in a dungeon yeah. i think that'll be yeah, and I, I think they had a legitimate concern, too, with the amount of shrines. Because so many of them were kind of like the same repetitive puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, flip this around. I already know the trick. If I just flip my switch around or flip yeah. the motion controls, yeah. I can avoid this entire puzzle. So I think, yeah, it would be nice to still have some shrines in there. But maybe that is how you get those items we were talking about with, like, gilding. Or maybe that's how you get, like, your heart pieces or whatever. You don't have to have all the spirit orbs that you were getting in the old ones before. Instead, you can maybe have, like, 40 of those shrines scattered throughout the world that each give you a very specific type of reward either like a new weapon or something. Meanwhile, the dungeons, you can explore at your own pace. Whichever dungeon you want to do first, you can do first. But they're, like you said, big, meaty experiences. And yeah, I'd want like at least five or six of them minimum. Yeah, yeah, I I would really like to see them channel in a little bit of the the classic Zelda, like 3D Zelda dungeon design and philosophy. But not to the extent that it's like the core fundamental like principle of the dungeon, but like, I would like to see shrines, especially optional shrines, oh, which yeah. have new items you can get in there. Like, let's say, like the hookshot is not required, but you could find it if you found it in like a oh, shrine or yeah. a different sub. And then it makes that dungeon easier. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. So I yeah, want exactly. them to retain the freedom of if you go in oh, those... with the basic tools that you're gonna get at the beginning of the game again, you could still complete every dungeon. Absolutely. It just might be a little bit more challenging if you do it that way. Whereas, yeah. as you said, if I bring in the hookshot, maybe I can take a different path through there. Right. And maybe an item I have will make a boss. easier easier as well it's yeah. like oh i could beat him with enough parries and stuff it takes a little while but it's, it's yeah. challenging but if i had to hook shot i could have broken off his shield or whatever like stuff I'd, I'd like the, to see that but not in your face yeah the internet has kind of like spoiled it a little bit but those conversations would be so fun where i'm just like dude damiani man i cut i like had to climb this part. That climbing part was so hard. And you're like, dude, use the hook shot. He's like, hook yeah. shot? Yeah. Like, what? You See, but I can, where did you find I that? Actually, I actually like, think it's over on the other side. Of that the- didn't ruin anything about Breath of the Wild to me. I actually think the internet helped my enjoyment of Breath of the Wild. Just because those- Especially with like the physics and where people were saying, I'm going to stop time on this team and yeah. hit this at this point, And you could yeah. skip a whole thing in the dungeon. Like That was actually fun to me. Because a lot of that stuff you would never know yeah. unless you're like hardcore in a Zelda or you liked this one mechanic. So yeah, I actually I disagree with that it would ruin the experience. Mm-hmm. I actually think it would help the experience. I just mean like wiki yeah. guides, like every single thing being oh, known yeah. immediately. Oh, that's, sure, you know, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on you to like avoid yeah. them, but like yeah. inevitably stuff like that. I, I mean, I liked seeing how I did something and then watching how someone yes. else did a solution. That's exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. That's great. Like, I, yeah. like, it was clearly they wanted you to try and solve right. these different ways. Because like, I, like, like, I just saw someone do like a, a, dun- a shrine the other day like uh, Nintendo I need to do it this way question mark and they just did it some complete opposite way right. they like launched yeah. some cube up into the main area I was like what the hell well, that was my experience going yeah. back to what you were talking about with that first dungeon that you did being the eagle right yeah. where you're flying and twisting everything I didn't do that one until like second to last mm-hmm. and so I was going through the, the elephant guardian thing yeah. or whatever and I was like how do you get up there like yeah. how do you make a big enough jump or climb and then I realized like oh if I did the Rito one first I could have just gone whoop and just yep. fly up and yep. done one of those huge jumps and then glide my way over and so that would have been way easier so on my second playthrough of the game when I was like doing it in a master mode I made sure to do the Rito one first nice. and then went to the Sora one after that so nice. I think they could even they could remix that in terms of the full yeah. dungeons too I love that I also want them with dungeons I not only want them to be able to be done in any order I want something to be completely optional I want there to be complete dungeons you can miss love if you don't go like, cool. go, go explore this area up here cool. maybe talk to some townspeople they tell you legends or something mm-hmm. you gotta go invest 
like all the costs mystery, oh, yeah. the cast mysteries and stuff, and the the, the songs. It's like got to figure that out. Like yeah. find out the geography, pay attention to things, yeah. and they might lead to that stuff again. I would love that. And like like another moment here where it's like, dude, I beat I beat so and so doing this and this, and like where'd you get this? Like. Dude, there's a whole dungeon here. He goes, I beat the game ready, dude. What do you mean? I know, exactly. Like, like, it's like, oh, it must, we wouldn't even know it's optional. Like, wait, yeah. you, you beat it without being that dungeon? Yeah. And it was optional? It would be like, yeah. whoa, that and was so exciting. The fun thing, too, is like you then think about the possibilities in terms of like the meta of the game, right? Like speedrunners, like being yeah. able to play through and beat all the dungeons in a crazy way. Like, that's what's been so fun watching like Breath of the Wild's community kind of evolve is seeing these speedrunners who do it where they don't get certain items or they miss some guardians or whatever, or they just like go right to Calamity Ganon right at the very beginning yeah. of the game after they leave the plateau. <laughs> that stuff is super interesting That's, to watch. Last question on this topic. I want to know, do you think they should do the same thing in the sequel? A, like a crit path where you can just try and run to the final boss oh, right yeah, away? Oh, yeah, for sure. sure. And like yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the coolest things about Breath of the Wild. There you go. You can yeah. just like run to the mid, like little like thing in the middle, the floating castle, yeah. and uh, yeah. see what's there. Because it was possible. So I guess in the technically demo. everything is optional in Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah, yeah. The game yeah. is optional. Yeah. Like I, I remember that E3 demo where where you go through the different shrines that were on the plateau, and they had mentioned that yeah, actually in this demo you can get to the final boss, and they weren't lying because if you work quick enough to actually get through all of those shrines in like the twenty five minutes or whatever they gave you in that yeah. demo, you could. And because we've seen speedrunners do it, get to Ganon that's by that. Point of the game yeah it's so probably not at the point of the demo at e3 well, like no yeah, no but the one in, but yeah exactly it was, it's technically possible now which exactly. is amazing like they, yeah, they exactly. weren't lying in i'm retrospect. saying like you would need somebody who actually you know, beat so that demo we gotta so find a real time traveler and send exactly them back and then exactly then we'll, exactly yeah there you go yeah. that, that'll be viral marketing for yeah. it no that, that's a great point yeah though. like i like yeah that's like love when something pays off down the line where it's like yeah. we weren't lying we told no, you no yeah we said you can get there yeah 25 minutes um uh i got one more question. I'm going to skip over this next one. Was, I lied. I said we were going to talk about like this this thing called the Zonai, whatever. Okay. There, there's like a lot of – there's like unsolved mysteries in Breath of the Wild, and we kind of had a question about will we see more of this civilization that was showcased in Breath of the Wild pretty prominently. Like you remember the tropical woods, the Fern Woods we were talking about earlier. Those are like those snake statues yep. and dragon statues. And like it's a civilization that existed, apparently predates the Calamity Ga- Ganon stuff. Yep. And will that get like more explanation? Because you find out that it's not just contained in that area of Hyrule. Uh, there's a YouTuber named Zeltic who did a fantastic video. Yeah, I like Zeltic. He's doing great. the yeah. – in their five mysteries of Zelda, they talk about the Zonai extensively in that video. Really well put together if you want a good summary for that. Um, I, I think it's like we'll, we'll see that's a little too specific to speculate I think on in the sequel like, yeah. will we see anything of that maybe but you know thanks for that question Corey um, we'll see but the final question I want to end on from Dylan um, hey Rogers Base and allies always great to see some of my favorite YouTubers crossover I have two questions <laughs> first how much of the design philosophy from Breath of the Wild will be carried into the sequel? What will the direction for the sequel be, and how will that improve on Breath of the Wild? And the second question I'll have to wait for until after we answer this. Okay. Uh, I think most of it will carry over. I Definitely. think the physics engine, you know, the emphasis on exploration, stamina, that's yeah, all got to carry over. Away, I think if yeah. anything, they're going to build upon it. Uh, and then in terms of, like, what direction the story is going, I mean, that's like... Uh, who knows? Who knows? The thing is, I, I feel strongly it's one of two things. I feel real strongly it's one of two. I think it's either one, emphasis on the underground, or like where you they were exploring the, the ruins with like Calamity Ganon and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or there's an emphasis on sort of what was seen during that GDC talk where they talked about like making Breath of the Wild and ideas for Breath of the Wild where they wanted to make like a futuristic kind of Zelda game. Yeah. And they had like the Guardians and the robots. And obviously all that stuff was implemented in Breath of the Wild. A lot of it at least was. I would love to see them go all out. And then actually the thing where you see where the castle's rising out of the ground, it's actually like going into outer space or something. And we get like crazy, like old Sheikah technology exploration. Yeah, that was, like, oh, that was, that yeah, because that was, that was yeah. part of the, I, I don't know, yeah. I don't remember. I know yeah, you, now you know what I'm talking about. Before we start yeah, talking yeah. about it, now I remember, because yeah. the, the UFO demo, the they UFO, showed, exactly. Like exactly. right now with the UFOs. Exactly. And then also in the unused concept art, there's a, uh, the armless link with the robotic right. arm Exactly. Now. So like, there's, there's stuff they could definitely oh, do that. Yeah. And, Going back to what you were just talking about with, like, the robotic arm, it looks like Link's in pain during that very first trailer where he's holding up his hand and you see, you know, he's reaching out to Zelda. His arm might be gone. He might have a robotic arm the next time we see this game. So, 
Ooh, and I think that would be they yes. could easily they could combine both of those don't you think yes. I mean you could implement both of those things in one way but that would almost be even like too much I would love to just see them explore so crazy. one thing so yeah but I mean I'm expecting big things that you know Numa I trust man yeah. <laughs> even if something as simple as like it's just a new like a magic system's coming right. because we didn't have that in the last game it's like hey right. magic meter magic, magic system, system would be cool spells fire and spells yeah. Yeah, yeah would love to see that um yeah I, I think you're mostly right I don't think that the, the core philosophy is going to remain no. the same obviously um, the second question for you, Roger. Okay. And we're going to depart from Zelda now. Okay. And talk about Fire Emblem. Roger. Oh, what do you want to know? You were just at Nintendo <laughs> and shared your demo. Uh, uh, shared your demo experience, I, I guess. Yeah. Please expand on your experience and what you hope to see from Three Houses. Sure. What do you want from the school and how will the battles affect your schedule naturally? Love and respect. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I want to say... First off, I loved what I played of Three Houses. So Three Houses, it was a cool experience. First off, hashtag access by Nintendo, whatever the FTC guideline thing is that I need to follow. <laughs> Just know, yeah, Nintendo basically had me go play a long demo of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Most of it was actually a walkthrough. So Chico from Treehouse was sort of taking me through the monastery and what's going on in the school. Oh, right, the nice. new support yeah. systems, everything. She was explaining what you could do on that calendar. And then I'm even hesitant to bring this up because it's kind of spoilery. Like, I heard this and went, whoa. Okay. Basically, like, something happens, and then you get into, like, the meat of the actual game. So the stuff in, like, the – how do I word this without, like, making people mad? I will say that you can do battles – going on one thing you were talking about, in the monastery section of the game. There's, like, free oh, battles. Okay. But the core battles of the story yeah. happen after the monastery portion is done. Okay, and the majority of the you. school stuff is kind of like Persona. Like, it re... Which I know, dude. I'm this... I love Persona, <laughs> and I love Fire Emblem. And, you know, it's maybe not as popular among, like, the really hardcore demographic of Fire Emblem, but I love the support stuff in, like, Awakening and in Fates. I really, yeah, really liked that. it's good stuff. And there's like a lot it. of that here, but this feels like the perfect balance of both the supports and the gameplay because when we got into the combat where you're like actually on the map and using the gambit boosts where you have like two characters have a good relationship with each other do the super powerful attack you have uh, some of the enemies that are on the battlefield they have this little like red arch that says who they're going to attack on the next turn. Nice. And so that adds like a new strategy to it because then you're like, if you're in a blind battle and you don't know what's coming at you, you have to figure out, okay, they're going to go after this person, but what if they're going after this thing over here where there's loot? So it's all like about strategy, which I really like. like I appreciate that. And all the support stuff comes into play with the battles as well. So one thing Chico was mentioning to me is the monastery portion is basically building your, like, your squad. Not That's, just so you basically yeah. you choose a house. You have black eagles, golden deer, and blue lions, I think. And you basically choose one, which one you're gonna be like allied with. And then throughout the course of the game, you can in the monastery section say, Oh, I like somebody from Blue Lion, or I like somebody from Golden Deer. And you could do things to try to recruit them in the time that you have in the monastery and in the school. And you can have them partner up with other students and all this other stuff. So then they eventually come to your side once the actual battle begins and the houses are against each other, they basically would end up having to fight against their family, and that opens Ooh. Up story possibilities and all this, so it's like it's deep. Because she was mentioning there was a girl in the demo that I really like. Her name is Mercedes. She's in like the Blue Lion group, and she's a healer girl primarily. But she could be a bunch of stuff because you could change your classes on the fly, which is another amazing thing about the game. But this healer girl, basically, I love her look, I love her design, but I know I'm going to go with Edelgard's house. Mm -hmm. I just I like her design too, and I, I want both of them on the squad. And she had mentioned to me, well, you better recruit her during the school phase because if you don't, you're going to potentially have to kill her Damn. later on in the game because Damn. they're your enemies. Yeah. It yeah. might not be the case, but you might have to go kill her. And obviously, I'm like, I don't want to kill Mercedes. I just fell in love with her. What are you doing? So, like, you know, there's, there's all, all these other cool aspects to it. And I think that going back to the support stuff real quick, too, and how that uh, affects battle is you can basically train with your, um, your students – via one of the different activities that use up activity points during your time in the monastery. But if you choose not to do that, you can, say, cook with your students, and you could build up the bonds between the students. And you could also build up the bonds between you and your students as the teacher. But it's not something I saw a lot of people concerned, myself included, when this game first got announced, and they were talking about, like, well, there's the support stuff, but, like, you're a teacher, and these are, like, students. This is weird. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. doing support, and it's not the case at all. Okay. But that doesn't seem to be the case, at least, based on what I saw. It's that, like, you're basically pairing up the students 
that you think will work well together mm. and you use them to recruit other students. And then the teacher thing is like you get graded on basically how good of a teacher you are. So you get oh, like right. teacher points yeah. by like having the students have lunch together and taking them on different activities and awesome. figuring out, you know, if you really like Edelgard, but you really like her thief outfit, you could say, well, you know what? As your instructor, I recommend that you become a thief. So you can go through and actually give her the right kind of skills and activity points to have her become a thief later on, which I mean, it's just, it's so in-depth, yeah. and it's vast, and there's so much to do, and the exploration in the castle area as well, the monastery is huge, it's like open, oh, it's, good oh, to it's, hear, yes. it's great, man, it's uh, great, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with Three Houses, I Just being able to, like, run around an environment in, like, a Fire Emblem game, and, yeah. like, wanting it for so long, yeah. and it's, like, everything I've heard about the monastery, yeah. like, screams yes to me. The music is amazing, one okay, thing I will say, I found this out in the demo, you cannot pet the dog. There's a little dog and a little cat that runs around. There's like a bunch of little animals that run around. Patch it in. You can't pet DLC. the dog. DLC. Patch it in. I know. DLC. I tweeted at the Twitter account for can you pet the dog. I was like, sorry, you cannot pet the dog in Fire Emblem Three Houses. So the my biggest question going to Fire Emblem, besides like having all the monastery stuff answered, is uh, like battles outside of the monastery. Sure. The the the, the topography. Uh, of okay. the battlefields, because not since the last console entries, the GameCube and Wii, uh, Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, did I feel like battles like really took great advantage of like your surroundings and like I have a height uh, advantage, like I'm on a hill, I can roll down a rock on you, or sure. like you know dealing with ballistas and stuff yeah. like that. Did you get to see any? I haven't watched not enough really. of the treehouse yet. Not and really. Like, I saw, uh, yeah. uh, I mean, there's obviously like the trees that you could hide in. So say, for example, you have a character that's an archer and you see another character that's a couple spaces away. You can hide them in the trees and basically like snipe people from the trees, which oh, is kind of okay. cool. cool. So there's that kind of stuff. But in terms of the yeah, like hills where you're rolling down boulders, I didn't see that. Okay. The big change with the battles is the implementation of these like demonic beasts, I think is what they're called. So these these giant enemies that are on the battlefield that take okay. up four squares and have multiple HP bars. Oh, they're doing like the old school boss like, so, the, like dragons so, yeah. these, so yeah. these these beasts basically have all like loot in a lot of these different missions that you're in they okay. have loot and what can happen is they're like a third army that's basically on the field so you've got like maybe these bandits that are trying to attack you but they also want to get the loot from this beast mm. and if they kill it first then they're the ones who get the stuff but say for example you're like well I, my army's small right now I let a bunch of people die in the previous mission I'm screwed right now you can also sort of whittle away at the bandit army while they're taking advantage of trying to kill the demon thing, and then you just swoop in at the very ending and knock them all out and get the loot. So there's a lot of strategy yeah. involved, and that part of it okay. really got me excited. I so. love loot, yeah, so like and that. I love demonic beasts. <laughs> the one that's Two in the demo that I played was like this weird... I, did, I don't know what it was. It was like a mix of like a rhino dragon thing. It was real cool. It was really, really cool. Awesome. So yeah, check out the check out the footage I uploaded. It's really cool. Nice. This will be my first uh, Fire Emblem game. Nice. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. I will say, this seems like a great place to start. It seems like Based the Monster Hunter world slash Yakuza 0 of like getting people into <laughs> way to put a long-running franchise. This really yeah. does yeah. feel yeah. like the one that's going to get a lot of people yeah. on Fire Emblem. They've yeah. had really good entry points in the last few years. Like, Awakening mm. was like heralded as like one of like a great entry point at oh, the yeah. time. Everyone tells that. me to play really that. Good. Just, oh, Awakening is so good. Yeah. Handheld, and then, you know? like, it, not the... Best full representation of Fire Mode. If you just want a no cost entry, obviously you could do Echoes, the mobile game. Right. Or sorry, uh, uh, Heroes. Heroes, thank Heroes. you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, Warriors is the Dynasty or the right. Muso one. Echoes is the Shadows of Valentia remake. Fates is the three part Fates one. Fates is the three. <laughs> yes, sorry, I'm getting names. But yes, yeah. Heroes is the mobile one, which you can just like get a basic concept yeah. of how Fire Mode works. And I feel like if you like that one, then jump into Waking or now this one. Yeah. So. But yeah, you jumping in this one, Huber, yeah, is interesting. I'm, I'm I'm curious to yeah. see how you feel. But like, yeah, I'm also is it a love fire next year? No, no it's next month. Next month, July 26. So that's that, that was the other thing too. So I, I obviously we just oh, went to E3, what? all of us, and I set up my media appointment, and I was like, "Can I play Fire Emblem?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's not going to be at E3." And I went. Like, what? This is the one thing I really want to play more than anything. And so then, yeah, afterwards, where they're like, oh, yeah, you can come in and do a demo of it. I was so happy and relieved because I was yeah. genuinely concerned going into this. I'm like, yeah, why man, why it wasn't there? this at E3? But then as I was playing through it, I realized, like, oh, no, you need, like, an hour and a half yeah. to, like, demo everything because there it. is so much Absolutely here. was yeah. my, what I thought yeah. with this game. Yeah. I was like, there's no way they're going to let you play it at, this, at, the, at E3. But, yeah, like, Treehouse made the most sense yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. I obviously got that. But, yeah, the monastery, the battles, everything is great. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff to hear. Yeah. Excited to Happy to report. Game. I can't wait to do I'm going to do a full playthrough. Hard mode. Sick. If a character dies, the character dies. It's yep. I have to keep going. Is that a hard mode exclusive? 
permadeath? Uh, well, no, so that's classic. So there's classic yeah, and then there's, there's casual. Th- yeah. Nice. But Gotta actually, that's a new feature like, that I could bring up too real quick is uh, there's this thing called Divine. It's like Divine Rewind or something where basically yeah, it's a mechanic now them. where you can undo if you made like a really bad mistake, you can do it once per battle to like rewind Mulligan. time a turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Hubert, I always work up, especially like a, a path raids rain dawn. I yeah. usually always force myself eventually play hardest difficulty. Yeah, and I will not like I will not accept permadeath. So if I permadeath, I have to restart that what? mission. I oh always, yeah, that's what Chico said. Yeah. She does too, and I'm like, I, nah, I that just was keep going. like how I play like yeah. path raids rain dawn. <sighs> Older Fire Emblem games, I would Dude, like okay, I lost, I lost somebody, so it's a stake. But yeah. like. Path Radiance Rain Down, if I play them ever, yeah. I, like when I pre- replay them again, I absolutely cannot leave anyone behind. And I got to get everyone. I got to yeah. unlock everyone as well. Full so it's party. Like super, yeah. like, yeah. Like, I, Radiant I, Dawn is also very difficult, if I remember correctly. So it's like if you did lose anybody. The first, yeah, playing the first mission of Radiant Dawn on the hardest difficulty is just like you might spend a long-ass time on that. Cause it's like yeah. the Jeez. slightest, like, one wrong move. It's like you're, you're done. You're, you're done. done. Like, you That's went it. one step too far. Ball, you lost that person. Now you can't recover <laughs> from this. Like. And it's such a small battlefield too. It's Jeez. a really good tutorial about you really need to think things out. Like even oh, like something yeah. that seems so simple as this on the small map. Yeah, it, I love that about Tactics. Fire Emblem. Love it about Fire Emblem. Yeah, love so many things about Fire Emblem. Me too. But uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that. You're um, very welcome. Of course. Yeah. That is going to wrap it up for this episode of Friend Code. I want to thank. Every one of you who submitted questions for this episode, uh, if you'd like to submit questions for consideration for fu- uh, future episodes of Friend Code, you need to be a $5 and up patron. And I make those posts the week of our recording, letting you know the topic so you can submit questions uh, when that goes up. So thank you again for those. And if you're also a $5 and up patron, you get this episode of Friend Code along with episodes of our other shows as part of our early access tier. Uh, you're getting this on Sunday evening if you're watching this as a patron. For everyone else, on Tuesdays, thank you in the many ways you support us i want to thank both of you for joining me and very special thanks for joining <laughs> yeah. us roger of course uh, anytime yeah such a pleasure to have you on this yeah. really good stuff we'll have to definitely do this again when fire emblem oh comes absolutely out. Yeah. yeah when three houses we, we, comes we, out we, we yeah, do yeah. we do a show called spoiler mode oh, where nice. we talk about the story like we just go oh yeah we're depth, doing that we're and right now it's sure. ben moore <laughs> and me are uh, on board for it and and kyle bossman but like nice. we'd love to have a fourth yeah. for that absolutely would nice love to do i will that. totally be on board um then. yeah did you want to give any like final shout outs or anything sure. to your stuff before sure, sure. Sign off here? so yeah. you could find me at rogers base on youtube on twitter on twitch and on instagram i do live reactions of manga anime Video game announcements, pretty much anything. I cover mostly Nintendo, uh, One Piece, Hunter Hunter are the big ones that I'm doing on my channel right now. I'm currently doing a Hunter Hunter watch through. We talked about it a little bit yeah. during the One Punch Man video. Go check that out. And the last thing I just want to say is earlier this week, we lost an awesome member of our community. This is Desmond Etika Amofa. You might remember him from like his amazing Smash Bros. reactions. Very close friend of mine. We love you, man. We miss you. And so real quick, I just wanted to do a moment of silence for Etika. Again, we love you, man, and I thank you again for having me because I feel like this was exactly what I needed this week to sort of help cheer things up. So, man, this is for you. Thank you. Yeah, I've, yeah I feel so bad that, like, I never got to know him personally or anything like that, but, like, name was so big. You can go anywhere with Nintendo without hearing yeah. about them, and, yeah... Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Stuff. I'm glad we could provide you some kind of <laughs> yeah. comfort this week, man. <laughs> yeah. Like all good vibes and stuff. Like Absolutely, pleasure yeah. to have you. But uh, until next time, everybody, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yeah.